What's going on, camp leaders? Charles here. Wanted to record a couple of podcasts as we got ready for camp. Looking forward to a fantastic week. One of the things I wanted to make sure that everybody was ready to do as we were up at camp was to have great conversations with their students. Specifically, uh, up at camp, we are hoping that students come face to face with their need for Jesus. Um, And whether that's with a, uh, I need to come to Jesus uh, for salvation for the first time, or it's a problem that students are facing and they're wondering how Jesus interacts with the day-to-day problems, wanted to make sure that we were ready for those conversations. And so I wanted to take a couple of minutes uh, to talk about how to talk to a student about Jesus. In my mind, I'm thinking about uh, conversations after a chapel message, if a student stays behind, uh, or maybe even in a one-on-one or in a cabin discussion, uh, as those important questions come up, uh, how are we going to present the gospel? How are we going to uh, talk about Jesus and let students know that, man, trusting Jesus is the most important decision that they can make in their life? Honestly, uh, these conversations with students can be terrifying Students are looking to us to give them trustworthy advice on how to get to Jesus. And if we're not ready for those conversations with a solid foundation in the scriptures, we can get ourselves into a lot of trouble. Now, I know many of you guys are uh, many of you guys are well informed and have a robust and nuanced understanding of the gospel. But taking some time as we get ready for camp uh, to review gospel basics is important for everybody. I know I've enjoyed uh, just trying to wrap my mind around how is it, how, how is it the best, what is the best way uh, to present the gospel to students, uh, whether it's for salvation or for some other, uh, for some other reason. And so what I want to I talk to you guys about two things. One, I want to talk to you guys about how the gospel fits within the grand narrative arc of Scripture. And then I want to talk to you guys about the Romans road, okay? So starting off, how does the gospel fit within the grand narrative arc of Scripture? Uh, this little framework, I think, could be really, really valuable for us as we are looking to share the gospel with students. And so the overarching narrative... Uh, narrative movement of scripture uh, really can be broken down into four steps okay and these four steps are something that I want us all to be uh, familiar with and ready to have conversations based on this framework and so the framework of the grand narrative arc of scripture is this creation fall redemption restoration creation fall redemption restoration this framework is important because I really think that whether it's salvation or any other uh, way that we're trying to share the gospel uh, into any situation that students find themselves in uh, is a helpful uh, framework. So creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Let me give you guys just uh, a short uh, demonstration or a short explanation of each of those steps. Creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Creation. Uh, God created everything, right? Genesis 1 and 2. And here's the important part uh, that really influences every gospel conversation uh, that we're going to talk about as it uh, relates to creation. One, or 
the the one word that I think sums up the picture there in Genesis one and two uh, in that creation that God made was shalom, peace. The earth was full of God's peace, where everything works and everything is how it should be. The earth was made for human flourishing, right? It was made for our good. And this is an important first step because after creation then comes the fall. And it is in the fall where Adam and Eve rejected God's rule over them. And uh, as people who've followed in Adam and Eve's footsteps, how we've rebelled against God, rejected his rule over us, and decided to go our own way, uh, that the fall affects us all. And we've declared ourselves to be God's enemy. And this rebellion, this uh, desire to do things our way, this fall, leads to physical, relational, spiritual, and really forever death. And so creation, fall, then it leads into redemption. Redemption is what God has been working throughout uh, throughout history. Um, and it climaxes in the work of Jesus, that Jesus' death and resurrection provides a way for us to be redeemed, for us to be bought back, for our mistakes to be taken care of. And we call this saving work that God has done through Jesus, our redemption. And that is kind of the, the cornerstone of the gospel, right? That Jesus redeems us. And so creation, fall, redemption, and then leading in the last step of this uh, grand narrative arc of scripture, redemption. And that's uh, the end of all things, right? Where God is going to take uh, this broken and fallen world, restore it, and usher in his kingdom, his glory, uh, and to set everything right again that the kingdom of God will restore uh, the fallenness of humanity. And so this framework, uh, creation, fall, redemption, restoration, uh, really provides a context to be able to talk about the gospel and how it affects every situation. As we talk about the Romans Road, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about how this framework allows us to talk to somebody uh, who wants to accept Jesus uh, for the first time. Um, but I also think that this framework, creation, fall, redemption, restoration, helps us to be able to have a framework to talk about every situation uh, that that a student's going to be confronted with uh, as, as, as they're in chapel messages, as they're reflecting about God's work in their life, uh, as they're just wondering, like, how do I deal with all of this? Uh, and so just a real quick thought exercise. Think about maybe a potential conversation that you could have at camp. Uh, maybe it would be more helpful to talk about a conversation that you've already had uh, at camp. Um, think of a conversation that I had with a student uh, whose home life was a mess. And there was just a lot of anger and frustration uh, and hurt that stemmed from her relationship with her parents and just the nastiness that was there at in, in their home. And I remember sitting uh, after a chapel message one night and they were just broken and frustrated. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, goodness, like what, like what does, uh, how can I speak into this situation? How can I, uh, you know, 
enter into their story and help them to understand, you know, how God is going to work through this. And I'm not sure that I used it with this last, when I did have this conversation, but I think that the framework of creation, fall, redemption, restoration uh, is a helpful tool to have those conversations. And so if it is like, for example, uh, a student having a hard time with what's going on at home, um, maybe, uh, maybe the way that the conversation could go is, Hey, this isn't how God intended things to be. Uh, that when God created the world, uh, he created it good and he created it with those relationships, uh, in line uh our relationships with each other and our relationships with god there was peace there there was shalom and it is humanity's fault right like both personally and corporately both your fault as like a rebellious teenager and then your parents fault as fallen parents uh that brings in all of this pain and this frustration and that pain and that frustration that brokenness it's real, like it's part of our story, but that's not where the story ends. Jesus came uh, to bring redemption, not only for our sins, but also for the brokenness uh, that exists in our world. That in a very real way, Jesus' story, Jesus' teachings, Jesus' salvation uh, is something that we can um that we can rely on in even situations like this. Uh, and so maybe it's like forgiveness. Maybe it's uh, that you need to forgive your mom and dad for the things that you think they've wronged you in. Uh, and maybe forgiveness is what you need to learn from the redemption that Jesus brings as Jesus has forgiven you so you are able to forgive mom and dad. And not only like, do we rely on Jesus saying like, hey, Jesus, let me learn your forgiveness. Let me feel your love uh, and, and be able to share your love. Uh, but we're looking forward to one day uh, where there will be a restoration of these relationships where uh, hopefully the relationship with your parents could be restored. Um, and so the creation, fall, redemption, restoration framework is a way that we can have conversations so that we're not just giving our own advice but that we are really looking to what God has done in history and saying, hey, as God has done this before, uh, man, we're looking for him to do it again. And we're bringing the gospel and we're bringing what God has done through the world, the good news of Jesus' uh, restoration and the uh, the redemption and restoration that God's bringing. Uh, that is our hope. That is what we want to be telling students. And then I said that uh, for first time, uh, for people who want to follow Jesus and it's kind of like a, hey, uh, the preacher said that I should, you know, stay behind because I wanted to accept Jesus as my savior. Uh, for those conversations, the creation, fall, uh, redemption, restoration framework definitely works and is a valuable way uh, to have conversations with students who want to enter into a relationship with Jesus. And I think that the Romans road which is four verses or four passages taken out of the book of Romans are really a helpful guide to be able to have those conversations with students. And so here's the Romans road 
And the reason that I want you to know the Romans Road is because I'm hoping that there are going to be students who say, I want to trust Jesus as my Savior for the first time. And I want you guys to have uh, a set of scriptures that you can walk students through. So again, it's not you sharing your advice. It's not, hey, here's what I know. But hey, here's what scripture teaches. And so really simply, uh, the Romans Road, four passages from the book of Romans, and it starts in Romans 3.23, Romans 3.23, and uh, when you get done with this podcast, I'll have uh, my notes from this conversation, uh, and then also the verses for the Romans Road, I would really love for it, uh, if we don't have like the whole verses memory memorized, at least to have the passages memorized, so we could grab a Bible, and we could walk a student through these uh through these passages, but here's the Romans road. Search with Romans 3.23. Uh, Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Um, and so that emphasizes the sin, the fallenness, right? Uh, everybody has sinned, both in- intentionally and accidentally. We've rebelled against God, and we don't measure up. Romans 3.23. Then it moves to Romans 6.23. Romans 6.23. In Romans chapter 6, Paul says that the wages of sin, what we earn for our sin, is death. The wages of sin is death. Because of our sin, we deserve to die. Uh, That involves physical death, to be sure, but it's more than that. Uh, It's the deadness that many of us feel in our souls. It's the deadness that exists in our relationships. And it's the second death that the Bible calls hell, an eternal separation, deadness to our relationship with God. Because of our our rebellion against God, we are headed towards absolute disaster, both in this life and in the life to come. The wages of sin is death. But it is in this darkness that Jesus steps in and offers us eternal life. The rest of the verse of the rest of Romans 6:23 continues like this: that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I love that uh, Paul says, "Hey, it's a free gift." This is God's grace to us, and it is through Christ Jesus our Lord. And all of this is based on God's love. The next step in the Romans road is Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Uh, Romans 5, 8 says, But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so this verse emphasizes God's love. God showed his love for us that even while we were still rebellious sinners, Jesus died for us. It roots this love and points back, uh, roots this love in God and points back to what Jesus did for us on the cross. And then the final step. And so we have Romans 3.23 where it starts. Romans 6.23 is the second verse. Romans 5.8 emphasizes God's love. And then the final verse talks about our response. And that is Romans chapter 10, verse 9. 10 and 13. Romans chapter 10 verses 9, 10, and 13. Here's what those verses say. That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And then verse 13 summarizes it. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Our responsibility uh, is to call out to God for salvation. 
When we call out to God, he promises to save us. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, the Bible states clearly, will be saved. And so that's the simple uh, statement of the gospel, that we were sinners, Jesus died for us, and through him there's a free gift of salvation, and our responsibility is to call upon the name of the Lord for that salvation. And while it is as simple as calling out to God and having him save us, this is a decision uh, that students really need to take seriously. Deciding to follow Jesus means putting him first, giving him control of your life, and is sticking to that decision really for the rest of your life. And, and I really love uh, making sure students understand that this isn't like a uh, whimsical decision or something like that you want to do just a, just because you were liking the worship music or something. Uh, but this is this is a serious decision. It's like a once forever kind of decision. Uh, and then as we have those conversations, um, as we present the Romans Road, uh, it gives us an opportunity to invite students to say, hey, uh, do you want to call out to God and ask him for salvation? A couple of thoughts uh, for having these conversations. Um, just imagine that you are uh, walking up to a student. They've hung out, hung out after chapel, and God's doing something in their life. Uh, here's some tips for that scenario. One, make sure you're asking a ton of questions, uh, questions that make them, make the student uh, tell you what's going on. Don't assume that you know the decision that they're making. Uh, don't put words into their mouth. Ask them things like, hey, why did you stay behind? Hey, well, what is God uh, working in your life um, tonight or, or, or this morning or whatever it is? Ask them questions and have them verbalize what God's doing in their life. For sure, process through that with them. Help them to like, uh, you know, flesh out those thoughts. But have them be the people who are uh, who are coming up with God, with what God's working on their hearts. Don't uh, don't you do that? Don't you do the work of the Holy Spirit for them? Um, and then. Man, have them write down the decisions that they're making, uh, whether that's on a decision card or just on a piece of notebook paper or something. Have them write down and verbalize what decision God's uh, having them make. And then uh, another just tip for these conversations is have them pray. Have them pray. I know that maybe even a majority of our students feel uncomfortable in prayer, uh, and then maybe especially like if they're praying out loud, they're thinking like, oh, how do I, how do, I do this? Um, we are pushing students to have a relationship with Jesus. And so even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's like, ah, oh, like you're going to mess us up or whatever, uh, just reassure them um, that God wants to hear from you. He understands where you're at. Uh, and there's no like magical formula. Um, but it is important that this is their relationship. Uh, you would never propose to uh, somebody and, and not, have the words to say and so in the same way in this relationship let's push students to know how to pray to god know how to uh know how to uh begin that relationship with him have them pray and so we cover real quick uh 
how the gospel fits within the grand narrative arc of scripture. We talked about creation, fall, redemption, and restoration, a helpful framework for any of our conversations. And then we also talked about the Romans Road, four passages from the book of Romans uh, that help us walk through that conversation with somebody who wants to put their trust in Jesus for salvation, that first time commitment of faith, right? Uh, and so hopefully you guys have some time to kind of process through both the framework and the Romans Road. Like I said, I would love for each of us to have these things solidly memorized um, so that we can speak to students about them and so that they can uh, trust that we uh, are being uh, we are being good representatives of the Word of God. Uh, that we're not just telling our ideas; we're giving them we're giving them uh, what the Bible has to say. Uh, and Amen. Let's be in prayer for when these conversations pop up, um, that God would be using even what we prepared uh, to say um, to help these students begin or strengthen their relationship with Jesus.